0: Well, the draft officially happened, ladies and gentlemen, and, um, yeah, we have a lot to discuss because there were some surprising moves, some not-so-surprising moves, some milestones, the Devils had three selections, some people thought that they would trade up, uh, things of that nature, yeah, we have a lot to discuss, and I'm going to give you my reaction to it, and also, who did we select in the first round with our three first-round draft picks? Well... It's going to be a jam-packed episode featuring on one player and one player only, and we're going to focus on the other two in a future episode, probably sometime this week. But uh, anyway, uh, brace yourselves. It's a big one. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is 12.33 a.m. Eastern Time, October the 7th, 2020. And it is uh, cold where I'm at right now. It's, I think, I believe in the 50s. And boy, it's been a long night because I've been busy the last couple of days. So today, let me just give you my rundown. Had to go to class, had to watch the NHL draft. I had to practice my broadcasting, so I had to go to the Ice Arena on my college campus and practice my broadcasting for about an hour and a half or so. And uh, now I'm here, and now I've fully digested uh, watching the NHL draft, and I'm going to give you my initial reaction. So, uh, I just want to say, I kind of predicted this back in August. Well, I sort of predicted this. I sort of hinted towards the fact that the New Jersey Devils could select this player with their seventh uh, selection. And, uh... By golly, I was right. Well, sort of. Let's just say I was half right. I didn't say it was for sure that he was going to New Jersey Devils. I just brought it up uh, hypothetically. Like, you know, if he were to get drafted, what would happen? Also, I must say, uh, you you know in the draft I say you could either be happy, you could be content, or you could be frustrated, or, you know, the emotions can vary. You could be, like, happy, sad. uh, Man, there's just so many emotions when you're doing the NHL draft. And I must say, um... You know, some emotions fall into the same category, and um, I'm gonna do my best to give you guys a reaction of how I felt during the draft. Oh, oh, and uh, I must say that uh, keep an ear out for a future episode because uh, a lot of the Locked On hosts we did a live reaction kind of thing, and we we all got all on air and spoke for a few minutes, and I, I believe I'll post that in tomorrow's episode or sometime in the future this week. So keep an ear out for that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to give you guys my initial reaction, and I will, uh, give you guys the best description I can about how I was feeling with this certain selection. So, obviously, the Devils had three first-round selections, and there was an expected one. There was, uh, okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm happy with the selection. Uh, I feel like that could be a steal. And then there was one, I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. <clears throat> the kid out of Russia uh, I, and there was one where I was just like wTF what were you thinking like like come on like w- was that the best option out there I, I know I said we needed defense i I wasn't really referring to him you know that kind of thing so uh yeah w- I'll give you guys my initial reaction so uh let's talk about the expected one let's talk about um what led up to it. And also, I think this is what this episode is just going to revolve around. It's going to be an episode focused on him and him only. And we will focus on the other two draft picks in a future episode. Because I feel like they deserve their own player profile episode kind of thing. So, let's focus on what the first selection was. For the New Jersey Devils. But first I want to talk about the uh, draft. Because I must say I was really intrigued with this year's draft. Because this time I felt like I was actually watching it with a purpose. Because obviously I'm covering the New Jersey Devils. So it was I see it from a different perspective. And it was just so much fun to watch. So I must say that I was really intrigued. And just really glued to my television. Even though these picks in between these picks. They take so so long I must say the Jeopardy uh, thing, I-, I believe, who was it for? Um, it was uh, for the Senators, I believe, at number three. That was um, really cool to see. So, um, yeah, let- let- let's get on with the draft because I want to give you my initial draft reaction. Then we'll talk about the seven overall pick for the New Jersey Devils. So, at number one, uh, no surprise, Alexi Lafreniere. Uh, yeah, John Chick of Locked On Rangers, he he called it. Everyone called it. I had my friend uh, Jay Krizoniak guest star on the show a couple times, and he told me that he wouldn't be surprised if the Rangers just totally fudged it up and uh, yeah, thanks a lot, Lindy Ruff, for giving the Rangers uh, Lafreniere. I-, I know it's not completely your fault, but you're part of the reason why their defense was so awful. And now they're in this situation where they have a guy who can put up video game numbers. I've tried. I can't even put up those numbers in the video game. Well, then again, I'm not that good at shells. So, um, yeah, I can't do that. But maybe some of my friends can. I-, I don't know. So, yeah, no surprise there. Lafreniere gets selected with the first overall pick. Then you got Quentin Byfield field. So here's an interesting fact that some of you might have not been aware if you weren't following closely with uh, Byfield. So Byfield is of African-American descent, and he is the highest selected African-American player to be selected in the NHL draft at number two by the Los Angeles Kings. That is really impressive right there, and the sport of hockey just continues to improve day in and day out. I'm grateful to be a part of it. By no means have I made a big enough impact, say, like my mentor Everett Fitzhugh. Or, you know, people of that nature. Obviously, we have P.K. Subban, who's also trying to make a difference. He he and his brother are just trying to get more people into uh, hockey who are of color like us. So, you know, it's really cool to see that hockey is improving day in and day out. And that they were also... Uh, just trying to be well aware of the racial issues that were going on. I know some fans weren't so happy with it. But you know what? If you're trying to uh, uh, appeal to a younger demographic, because younger demographic will take over the older demographic. So you have to do things like that. You have to acknowledge that. There's an issue, and I'm glad that they're doing that. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm ranting on and on, but congratulations to Quentin Byfield. That's a huge, um, that's a huge accomplishment. Hopefully, we could get an African American player to be selected first overall someday. So it could happen sooner than you think. So congratulations to him and Sarah of Locked On uh, Kings. They did not fudge this up either. She said in our crossover episode with me and the other Locked On host in the top ten draft, uh, she said that she wouldn't be surprised if the Kings also fudged that up. So. Let's move on to the Jeopardy question. Uh, Stutzel obviously goes number three. Raymond goes number four. So the lockdown hosts were four for four. And here's where we, uh, you know, start to get things wrong. So obviously the Senators had two uh, top ten draft selections. And they get the first selection right in our lockdown roundtable with uh, Stutzel. Uh, But they get the second one wrong. And this is at pick number five. They projected to get Quinn. However, they didn't get Quinn. They got Sanderson. Yes, Jake Sanderson before Jamie Drysdale. I got that wrong. I for sure thought Jamie Drysdale would be selected over Sanderson because I thought Drysdale was the better defensive man. But, uh, you know, obviously the Senators were wrong. Locked on Senators was wrong. I was wrong. And, you know, that that's how the draft is. Sometimes you see unexpected things. And, um, yeah, I... Uh, I was kind of stunned by it, if I'm being honest, because, like I said, I thought Drysdale would go over Sanderson. I thought Sanderson would slip a little bit, maybe slip to us even. So, uh, like, like I informed you guys many, many, many times, that if a if, uh, defensive was not selected within the first five selections, this would be the first time since 2003 that a defensive did not go top five of the draft. So, obviously, that streak is still alive, and with next year being more focused on the defensive men, I wouldn't expect that to change next year. So, uh, that streak is still very much alive of a defensive man going top five, so, obviously, Sanderson goes, and then... Here come the mighty, mighty, mighty Ducks. And JD is more than certain that the Ducks would select Alexander Holtz. He said this in our crossover, uh, I think a couple months back. He stated this in our Locked On Roundtable. And he says that, yes, even though the Ducks need everything, they love their Swedish players. But not enough. They decided to go with Jamie Drysdale. And I think that was a steal for them because I believe Drysdale is better than Sanderson. But that's a discussion for a whole nother time. In fact, I prematurely uh, tweeted that, and, you know, uh, because I thought he would fall to the devils. Obviously, I shouldn't have done that, but, you know, uh, you live and you learn. So, yeah, I guess guess this is where the devils make their selection at number 7, and we will reveal that in one second but I have to inform you guys something from the best-selling authors of the daily stoic comes the ultimate stoism guide to success resilience and virtue to accept what you cannot control and adapt what you can sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using Stoicism's key idea you control how you respond and play you don't control what the refs and fans do or how the ball bounces. It's about what you did to adapt. Lives of the Stoics, the art of living from Xenu to Marcus Aurelius is available now wherever books are sold. All right, listeners, let me level with you for a second. Talking about erectile dysfunction is never easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, oh, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it all together with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm not just feeling it. Uh, I'm watching the New Jersey Devils game. Uh, Can we just cuddle instead? But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. How do I get started, you might be asking? Well, it's simple. Just go to GetRoman.com XXX and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be so tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Again, go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off of your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. You know how we do it on the show. Usually I repeat my advertisement so that way you don't have to rewind it and so that way you get the point. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. All righty. Now, with the seventh overall pick in the 2020 NHL Draft, The New Jersey Devils are proud to select and welcome to our franchise, Alexander Holtz from Sweden. Ladies and gentlemen, I did an episode on Alexander Holtz. Like, listen, this was a, uh, sort of like a failed series I did where leading up to the draft, I wanted to choose certain players that could fall to New Jersey Devils and how would they fit in their system and things of that nature, yada, yada, yada. It It was a totally failed episode idea and, um... I just want to say the only player that I was able to do that for was Alexander Holtz because I, I don't know why. I just saw in European skaters that he was projected to go 7 or he was ranked 7th amongst European skaters. I would have to look at that list again. Uh, but a- a- anyway, the, the the dude can play. The, the only question I have, and I've stated this in the episode before, is his defense and his acceleration. But obviously, he's a young guy that can be developed. He's a sniper Uh, Things of that nature, so I think uh, we should be very excited for this player. I think he'll fit in well with our uh, great uh, offensive, or not great offensive, I'm over-exaggerating, I'm over-romanticizing it. Uh, it, It'll be a nice development to see between him, Jack Hughes, Heizer, also maybe under Zajac's leadership, so uh, it'll be definitely exciting to see And uh, I must say, uh, it was pretty much expected. Once the Ducks uh, selected Jamie Drysdale, I was like, well... Uh, looks like it's going to be Alexander Holtz because uh, uh, if it's not Alexander Holtz, I'll be stunned. But um, you know, there was there was a couple of other options on on the table for the Devils. There was um, Marco Rossi, uh, obviously Cole Perfetti, uh, Jack Quinn came after us. And, and by the way, I need to talk about this. I just need to rant about this. The Buffalo Sabers picked right after us, and instead of going with Marco Rossi or Cole Perfetti, who were the next best options on the table, and which by the way. I wouldn't mind if we did have to select a forward, uh, specifically a center. I wouldn't mind if we selected uh, Rossi or Perfetti. Honestly, I wouldn't. But did the Sabres do that? No. I, yeah, Alexander Holtz was off the table because the devil selected him. But why did you select Jack Quinn? Why did you select Jack Quinn over Perfetti and Rossi? That's my question. Like, literally, I went on to the live show and I just said... Well, at least we're not the Sabers. That's all I could say. Yes, I wanted Drysdale, but at least we got Holtz and uh, <laughs> Sneaky Joe was in the lobby. Uh, Sneaky Joe hosts uh, Locked On Sabers along with um, uh, Jordan, and uh, he, he he was saying in the in the in the comments because you know he he, he couldn't uh, speak or anything because uh, only one host was allowed to speak at the time. And uh, everyone else was put in the lobby just to, you know, listen in. And he puts in the chat saying, of course, the first thing I hear when I log on because he was scheduled to go right after me was at least we're not the Sabres. Everyone in our group chat was like, what were the Sabres thinking? Yeah, Jack Quinn is a great player. Don't get me wrong. And obviously the Senators uh, were projected to get him or, or in our lockdown round table, they, uh, the host of Locked On Senators projected for Jack Quinn to be picked uh, at number five. But, um, I'm just saying, like, I didn't expect Marco Rossi to fall that far, honestly. I thought he would go a little higher, and um, uh, here's where we were starting to get things right again. We projected for Perfetti to fall to the Minnesota Wild at pick number 9, and surprise, surprise, he gets picked there, and um, I'm not locked on Wild, so I won't elaborate on this too much, but him being in that system, uh, it's just bread and butter for him. I believe he's going to do big things in Minnesota, and, um, yeah, I, I, I'm i surprised that uh, Minnesota was able to snag him. That was just lucky right there, or just completely idiotic on the Sabre side. Sneaky Joe and Jordan, they got some explaining to do. Uh, I, I head on to Locked On Sabres after this show and uh, check it out, and maybe we can hear both of them rant and just uh, see what, what was the mindset. What the hell was the mindset? For um, the Sabres in this case. But you know what? Uh, I, I don't know what they were thinking. So uh, let's finish up. Uh, the last uh, selection was for the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, I am so sorry. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry, Harrison. Because, you know, Harrison had last pick in our round table. He saw that Rossi was falling. He thought he could snag him. Uh, he projected that the Jets would get Lundell. But they did not. They end up getting Perfetti. And Lundell actually falls two spots to the Florida Panthers. I don't think we have a locked-on Panthers host yet. So, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, I, I can't elaborate on that. But anyway, so Lundell actually goes number 12. And Perfetti rounds out the top 10. And um, yeah, I, I think Harrison should be satisfied for that. Because uh, Perfetti is uh, is better than Lundell. And, um Yeah, just um, I I think this was a good pickup because in our roundtable, the Sabres were projected to get Perfetti before Rossi, but nobody anticipated for the Sabres to have this big of a brain fart. I don't know who in their organization made this selection, but whoever did uh, really has some explaining to do. Or this better pan out, otherwise someone's going to be losing their job because the Sabres are in a big rebuild. That's why they had to get rid of Lindy Ruff a few years ago, because uh, they were going nowhere. So, um, yeah, they got some explaining to do. Uh, Ever see I Love Lucy? Lucy, you got some explaining to do. You know, you know that was nineteen fifty show. I don't think any of you will get that. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I- I'm surprised that the Sabres had that big of a brain fire. I know I sound like a broken record when I say this, but it's so true. That was the biggest shock of the night, I would say. Aside from Jamie Drysdale uh, going above the New Jersey Devils, because, you know, that's basically a coin flip. Whatever happens, happens. But, um, yeah, I'll give you my initial... Reaction to uh, the draft, but first I have to tell you guys something again I have two instances that I need to share with you guys one I come from a big family and two I am in college, and I am broke So sometimes when you're looking for something to eat you just don't know what you want Sometimes you want Chinese sometimes you want pizza sometimes you want froyo, sometimes you want this restaurant Sometimes they want the other restaurant and sometimes when I'm in my college campus dorm I don't know what I want to eat And I just don't feel like leaving because I got to stay in my dorm and study thanks a lot teachers But you know something I need food So what do I do? I use DoorDash. Because with DoorDash, there's always something for everyone. Now, for some of you that might not know, DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Mmm, that all sounds pretty good right now. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left right at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep the community we operate in safe fashion. And I'm about to make an offer that you can't refuse. Yes, you. Yes, you. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. That's right, $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees fees when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter the code Locked On NHL. Don't forget that's the code Locked On NHL for five dollars off your first order with DoorDash. There we go. I've repeated it like three times so that way you don't forget get the DoorDash app and order right away. I'm about to order me a burger after this. So yeah, there's my initial reaction to uh the, the draft. All picks from one through ten. Obviously, there's 31 total picks and The New Jersey Devils were fortunate enough to get three of them, and I believe um, uh, two out of three will make a huge difference for them sometime in the future. I don't think the third one uh, was, uh, I'm a a little hesitant about that, but we'll we'll, we'll do a player profile of him in a future episode. I think everyone knows who I'm talking about. So watching this draft gave me a whole different perspective on it because now I'm, covering the new jersey devils so i can't just watch it through the eyes of a fan i have to look uh at the eyes of a reporter a scout things of that nature so that way i can give a better sense of where the devils were coming from how does it affect our team long term and uh i'm looking forward to it as i said two out of three will help uh yeah, uh, I know I sound like a broken record. I says, have I said that phrase twice in this episode? Uh, Well, y- you you get the point. Uh, This draft was really good. And albeit it did take a long time in between picks. Uh, that's something they need to work on because it was like 30 minutes in and we were only two picks in like it takes hours and hours and hours. And if, if you watched all picks from one through 31, I commend you for it because that is, that is a marathon right there. As soon as the devils made their third pick, I was like, okay, I will turn on notifications and see if they make a trade with any of those picks and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch, and it was very enjoyable, and I I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it was a great, great um, draft put on. The Jeopardy question was definitely fun to see. Uh, the, that was cool that they did it. Uh, Quentin Byfield making history uh lafreniere i i want to see what he could do at the nhl level just it's going to be an exciting matchup to see the rangers versus the devils because it's a bunch of young units uh it's also uh old coach versus new coach uh you know lindy ruff's old team versus uh lindy ruff's current team that'll be exciting to watch also i think the only takeaway the only shocking thing the only thing that made me spit out my dinner was just like what the what the what was uh, when the Sabres did not select um, Perfetti or Rossi. That that was stunning right there. But you know what? That's why I'm not the selection guy. So uh, I, I will do player profiles uh, in future episodes for our three picks. Uh, they, they will be very, very, very soon. I can promise that because, you know, we got nothing else to talk about unless the Devils decide to make a trade. Because, remember, free agency is uh, – when does free agency start, by the way? I need to look that up. It's closer than you think. So, yeah, we need to keep that in mind. Also, um, uh, I will give you guys my live reaction of when we were doing our picks. Um, in, in, I believe tomorrow's episode is when I will get the uh, recording from the Locked On NHL because um, – Yeah, they, they brought in, uh, it was a sign-up sheet and basically you could sign up at a certain time period and you could talk to the two hosts of the show at the time and give your live reaction. I gave my live reaction, which was, I was still in shock. I was still in confusion. I was still trying to look up stats for the, our third pick. So, um, yeah, that there's something there. Um, Anyway, I think Alexander Holtz will be a good uh, fit for the New Jersey Devils, and we're gonna do a player profile on him. I've already done so, you uh, know, a couple months, but we'll, we'll revisit it because I, like I said, we'll do revisitations in this series if um, I feel like it fits. So uh, that's about all the time I have for you guys here today. Hope you enjoyed the draft. I hope you're satisfied, and you know, I'm happy. I'm uh, neutral. And I'm also confused. I think that's my main emotions for the draft. So continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening.